And just like that, 2023 has come to an end. May your 2024 be filled with joy, love, awareness, and growth. Amen. Hey girl, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Coco Hontis, and I'm so grateful that you're here. Today we're going to be talking about a reflection of this year in ways that I've grown, encompassed challenges, achieved accomplishments, and enjoyed meaningful experiences. I asked some important people to describe 2023 in one word, so let's go ahead and cue the responses. Change. Worthwhile. Chaotic. Glorious. Epic. Rewarding. Silly. 2023 for me was revelatory and transformative. I endured both obstacles and healing moments that shaped my perspective and life trajectory. I think I tried a lot of new things like kickboxing and I traveled to an array of new places. I went to New York, Florida, Nevada, aka Las Vegas, girl. The city, the, <laughs> the city of sin. Washington, D.C., New Jersey, and Virginia. And in my time, I met some really key, valuable people, and I successfully passed some of my most difficult courses, which, to me, it's kind of strange because I always put myself to a test of how much chaos I can endure, and then I always end up surpassing it, but rather than learning from it, I just endure more chaos the next time, which I need to grow from, hopefully next year. And this isn't to say I didn't experience pushback this year, because this year definitely wasn't rainbow and sunshine, excuse me, the whole entire time. There's always been some strain in the relationship of my parents, and a few people that I trusted as friends showed their true colors, girl, so they had got cut off. Because that's what I do. I don't tolerate that kind of negativity for myself or my life or people that I enjoy to spend time with, because I don't think that's fair. I definitely struggled a lot mentally this year, and I was diagnosed with bipolar 2 and depression earlier on in this year. I was caught in some unnecessary drama with some aunties that wanted to govern the way that I chose to live my life, but all in all, girl, 2023 treated me well. Revelatory in the ways that revealed truth, success, opportunity, love, hardships, and unforeseen obstacles. I could say with complete confidence that I am my favorite version of myself right now and I thankfully had the chance to get to know myself even more this year. Something that I definitely was struggling with a lot this year was overbooking myself and that's something that I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier in this podcast and I've, I've talked about it a couple times on past episodes but for some reason what my therapist and I kind of came to the conclusion of after we were processing was I genuinely believe deep down inside this heart of mine is there girl is that I don't deserve peace so I don't allow myself to thrive in um platforms of peace I will always find a way to make it chaotic and that doesn't necessarily go into my relationships per se but it's more about school work balancing social life and balancing things that are important to me like hobbies um, and relationships, I'll just tend to overbook myself. And with that being said, it makes it so that I've been neglecting self-care. And going into something else that I started going back to, I started going back to therapy 
because I needed to gain introspection and self-awareness. And that's something that I've been super proud of myself for because at this point, I've been seeing my therapist for a year and a half. I paused momentarily because it just seemed like the conversations we were having were kind of repetitive and I was almost getting to the point and the awareness that she was trying to give me in the conversations and she just wanted me to to take that time to really process it by myself and so that's what I did and I actually didn't schedule an an appointment this week because I'm kind of getting back to that same place where things are pretty stable in my life and I'm, I'm doing pretty well for myself so there's not too much that I really need to talk about in the moment. It's really just about past traumas that I, I'm still processing and still getting through myself. But my struggle right now is just having those conversations with myself and not, not necessarily relying on another person. But I think that this podcast is a great platform for me because it's me having this conversation with not only myself, but with other people as well that can give me feedback or they can tell me that it's relatable or just tell me how it made them feel, how it made them think, and etc. Something else that I started doing more this year was going to networking events. I think I might have only went to a handful, but this last time that I went in October, and after four nerve-wracking interviews, I just signed to be their um, management trainee. So I'm super excited and I'm so happy for this opportunity because it seems like it just fell into my hands. You know what I mean? I was I was lacking a lot of direction and I needed guidance and I would... Uh, you know, I would pray about it and, and talk to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a lot about just wanting that direction, wanting that guidance, and wanting to know what I was going to do with my life post-graduation. And then what do you know? It just came to me. And I'm so grateful for that opportunity. I'm so grateful for the chance to have that because I definitely am I'm not somebody that likes to be stagnant. I always want to grow and I, I'm very ambitious. I have a lot of goals and if a place is not allowing me to flourish and not allowing me to, to achieve those goals, I'm a fine better girl. You heard it here first. And I've had the pleasure of meeting some of the most wonderful friends that I've made this year who share similar values to me and are very supportive and I absolutely adore them. I take friendships really seriously and, and for the longest time I only really called two people my true friends and with that being said they became my best friends very easily one of who I'm currently not friends with because they decided that our friendship was not mutually beneficial and that we were lacking some sort of connection and I'm definitely still processing that relationship because lately at least I've been dreaming a lot about her I definitely did not imagine my life without her in it because that's just kind of how far in advance I tend to think. I'm an overthinker for sure and I like to plan things out and I want to know exactly what I'm going to be doing for my 30th birthday. I want to know exactly what my kitchen is going to look like in the house that I'm going to buy in in four or five years. That is just who I am. I plan ahead, very ahead. And that's something that stems from a fear of mine of, of not being in control and not being prepared for a lot of things. So I did the work. I I processed, I journaled, I talked about my feelings. I went through these thoughts, so I know where they're coming from. But as far as my ex-best friend, I had pictured for her to be my maid of honor, to be the godparents of my future children. I think I tried to plan my life in the most realistic way where it could coincide 
with hers and my other my <laughs> my one other friend just because I wanted to make sure that I would have that time for them and I'd be able to still prioritize them in my life. So now, trying to picture my life outside of that since there's been so many significant changes this year has been really strange and has been really weird because I definitely do miss her and I want to reach out and something that I've been struggling with this past week is wondering if I want to invite her to my wedding or wondering if we're ever going to reconnect or if it's just like a one and done kind of situation because I I don't feel like that was really deserved but you know I can only really speak for myself on the plus side something that I was able to do this year was rekindle and strengthen my relationships with my siblings my sister and I have always been close there's always been a bond between us because we are each other's only sister with my older brother our relationship was very rocky growing up and I really did not talk to him for the the last maybe four or five years or so, give or take. And I was imagining my life and picturing it where he was not going to be a part of my life just because that's just where, that's how drastic our relationship was and how traumatized and how mentally not well, unwell I was doing. And I took a leap of faith and this year I went to go see him in New York for maybe 10 days. And not that we like squashed the beef for lack of better terms, but we kind of talked to, you know, like some small extent about how I was feeling and how it feels to finally be in proximity of each other and not want to like tear each other's head off. And then I went back again for a week in May and I went again for a month in the summer and our relationship now is a lot better and it's something that I never would have expected my sister and I it's always something we are mirror a mirror and I adore her and I love her so much I see myself so much in her and I'm so proud of the woman that she's becoming she's 17 right now and she's about to graduate and I could not be a more prouder sister Every win for her, small or big, I want to celebrate it on the Eiffel Tower. I want to do so much for her, and I'm so grateful for her presence in my life because she is my best friend. So quite literally, my sister and I, if you ever see us in a public setting, we are inseparable. We are not Kiara. We are so inseparable. I love her so much. And by the grace of God, I met my loving soulmate who nurtures and heals me in ways that are so inexplainable. We met in June, and so now it's been a little bit over six months that we've met. And I can't really picture my life without him. He is part of my future. He's he's my present. And all of the past just feels like it, it was made to lead up to this moment. He is the most amazing man that I've ever met. He is my win my partner in crime and he is someone that I want to do life with and I'm so grateful that I was able to meet him at the ripe age of 21 in the city of sin (laughs) it wasn't too long after that I think it was in July where I was getting some recognition and I was able to build a platform where I can unapologetically express myself and talk about myself and hopefully inspire others to want to be their their selves 
and to kickstart their healing journey and to process and embark in self-care and all the above. I am so grateful for that opportunity and I'm so grateful for that platform. And it wasn't too long after, in September, that I created this podcast. And this podcast has been so healing for me because it's something that I've always talked about having and it's something that it feels like a dream come true it's definitely the start of something bigger because I've 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 lived many lives I've had many dreams and it's unrealistic for me to want to be able to pursue every single dream that I've had and I recognize that I wanted to be a farmer I wanted to be a doctor I wanted to be a nurse I wanted to be an artist I wanted to write books I wanted to be a housewife. There's so many things. And it's impossible for me to do all of those things. I've said before that I wanted to be a talk show host. I wanted to have my own show, create a YouTube channel, if that uh, was like a step in the right direction. And having this podcast, having this platform where I can talk freely and talk about the things that matter to me. And there's people that want to listen and you're here listening to me. It's such a full feeling, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for you. This past year, I gained so much confidence and security in myself. I was met with the question in February. Somebody asked me, who are you outside of taking care of people? And that question broke me because... When they asked me as like an introduction to get to know me, and they were asking what what am I passionate about, what kind of things did I do, and all of my answers were geared to taking care of people, whether that meant cooking for them, and it didn't really seem like I had an enjoyment in cooking itself. It was more for the the not a approval, but just like the pleasure of somebody else enjoying food, and all in all, nevertheless, me being able to take care of them. And I've always been very maternal, very nurturing, very caring of others and very considerate of others. And people have have always told me that I'm very nice with kids. So I've kind of been ingrained in this mindset of just being motherly. That that is just who I am. So when I was when I heard that question, who are you outside of taking care of people? I did not have an identity of my own. I didn't know who I was. And I spent this year getting to know myself and figuring out who are you and who am I? You know what I mean? And that was such a hard time for me because I was going through a lot of disassociation, which is a characteristic of of bipolar 2, just where I feel like I'm going through the motions. I don't know who I actually am. I don't know what I'm doing. Everything feels very purposeless. And when I would snap back into reality it would feel as if I just escaped something. And I could never describe it to anyone because it felt like they didn't understand or it just kind of felt like I was just talking crazily. So when he when they asked me that question, I snapped back into reality because I wanted to figure out who I was because it had to be more than just a caretaker, you know? In October of this year, I made two years of having locks. That was a journey 
and I'm not going to just talk about it from the scope of this, this past year of 2023, but having locks is such a personal and long journey of self-love and patience and self-control. I don't know how many times I cried about my hair because it did not look the way that I wanted it to look. There's different stages of having locks and I, I couldn't get past the first maybe four months where they're very stringy and thin and I just felt so masculine and I struggled a lot with security, with confidence and I just, if I didn't have makeup on, I just felt so ugly and as someone who, I'll feel comfortable in just not wearing makeup, that's not an issue, I don't need to put a full face on to leave the house but I would feel like I needed to, to compensate because of my hairstyle so that I could look more feminine, or I had to dress a certain way so that I would appear more feminine, and that was a very tough time for me. It wasn't until maybe like the six to to nine months they started looking a little bit more mature, and they started kind of becoming longer, and shrinkage is crazy, should be illegal, because the way that my hair, the length of my hair was not being represented with the locks. And they were getting so long and they were looking so healthy and pretty and I loved having them and even now after I combed them out, I miss them so much and I'm definitely going to go back because it was such a healing moment for me, a healing journey. And I wasn't ready to comb them out. It felt very unreal having to comb them out and just seeing how much hair was being lost. And a lot of people say that your energy is held within your hair and all these kind of things, different beliefs from person to person. But it almost felt like I lost a part of myself because the confidence that I was beginning to gain, I was associating with Coco with the locks. And then I had to figure out how to do my natural hair. And still I'm learning how to do my natural hair because it's been years and years. When I was wearing the hijab, I wasn't really doing my hair. I was combing it for sure, but... I was dyeing it every weekend, I was cutting, I was snipping, and doing all of the stuff that I shouldn't have been doing with my hair as acts of rebellion. And then when it came down to having to take care of my hair, having to learn what my texture was like and what kind of products and what kind of porosity it has, has been a roller coaster. And I'm still learning, and I'm okay with learning. I like challenges, and I know that challenges are going to be presented my way, and I'm excited to to take on any challenges that come my way. I regained my purpose within Islam. As someone who's struggled with religion for the entirety of my life, I can confidently say that I love my religion, and I'm grateful for having been placed in it and I'm grateful that I found my place in it and I'm not going to talk too much about it right now because the feelings are definitely still new but I will say that a big inspiration has been nice soulmate you know he's oh he's welcoming Islam as well and seeing someone learn about a religion or learn about something with a fresh set of eyes is such a beautiful thing And I wish I could learn the religion from a fresh set of eyes. But rather, I just have to look at it from a different, a different side of my heart, you know? 
and I'm excited for that journey and I'm excited for wherever that takes me. This year was so fruitful and so good to me and I can't wait to do it all again next year inshallah. I really enjoyed having this conversation, this afflection with you all and with myself. I hope that you can each reflect on this year, the good and the bad equally. Happy, happy New Year's. I love you. And always, let's share some gratitude. Today's gratitude, and I don't believe this will be my final gratitude of this year, but stay tuned for (laughs) an episode maybe next week. I might be able to um, upload one. But what I'm going to show gratitude for is opportunities and the op- and the ability to love that's what i'm grateful for have a happy and healing weekend have a happy new year and happy holidays i love you all and thank you so much for listening i'll see you maybe next week or the week after that